Hello, and welcome back to Dr. Quackers. So today we're going to be reviewing Dr. Seuss's Horton Hears a Who. Uh, I believe there are a few versions of this movie, uh, at least the story anyway. This is the one with Jim Carrey from 2008. So this movie is mainly known for the memes and the strange character of Katie. Katie's the little yellow furball. She's really small. Uh, the one that goes, ah, like she just kind of floats around and makes weird grunt noises. Um, it's just, it's pretty entertaining. I liked it when I first watched it. And it's still like it today. Uh, this movie was made due to the fact that Dr. Seuss's family won't let anyone make any more live action movies because of the Cat in the Hat film. They hated that movie so much, they were like, nope, no more. We're going to revoke our rights from any studio that is going to make a live action movie. They only did two. They did the How the Grinch Stole Christmas, which also had Jim Carrey as the titular Grinch, and then they did Cat in the Hat with Mike Myers, and that movie, it, it deserves its own review. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so they were like, nope, you can only do animation, so the next films to follow were this film and The Lorax, and there might have been one more, but that's the only two I can think of. Plus, uh, animation, I, in my opinion, is better for his art style and the books and the way the stories work, and a lot of his movies don't really involve humans, either involve foos or some sort of creature. So I think animation plays a much stronger way of storytelling for his type of stories. Uh, Jim Carrey, Steve Carell, and Seth Rogen are in this film, and there are plenty of other famous voices, but they're the most recognizable. I will say that this movie actually has some really strong voice acting performances. I like everybody. In fact, it, you know, compared to other movies, and usually when you see, like, big names in animated films, it doesn't mean that they're necessarily good at voice acting. Voice acting can actually be really hard, because you don't, you're not able to physically emote or add any sort of the personal touch you can to your voice. You have to perform what the character is doing in the animation with just the tone of your voice and the way you talk and all that stuff. So I think when you ha see a lot of big name actors, I'm very hesitant because not everyone can do that good of a performance. Uh, but no, all these all these actors are great. I think it's because all of them are known for their voices and a lot of them know how to emote better with their voice, especially Jim Carrey and Steve Carell. If you've ever seen The Office and the way Michael talks, the character, I, it makes sense that Steve Carell and Jim Carrey is known for voices and impressions, so it's not that crazy that Jim Carrey's good at voice acting. And then, of course, Seth Rogen. He's funny. He's not a huge character in this. He's like Horton's best friend in the story. He's just a mouse, so... And he's great in pretty much all of it. Um, not that he's like top-tier actor, which, in a way, he is. He's really funny, and I like him in certain roles, but... Not everything, obviously. Um, yeah, like I said, there's plenty, plenty of famous voice actors, famous voice actor that plays the villains, actually all the villains. So yeah, I, I just think the the cast is great. This movie, the animation still looks great, and some scenes actually look better than modern animation. I don't know what exactly we're doing. Blue Sky is the one that did this film. Not there's not a whole lot of movies from Blue Sky, and I kind of want more Blue Sky films. I like the way they uh, animate stuff. I like like the fur. And like the plants, everything looks really cool and detailed. The so the the flowers the in this movie have like they're like little like puff balls with like a stick. They don't really look like a flower. They also call it a clover, so it doesn't really specify what kind of plant it is. But the texture on it looks really cool in a lot and pretty much every scene. The attention to detail is really good in this movie, and in fact, it looks 
like it came out today. So a movie that's 13 years old now looks really good compared to today's standards. Like, I think it looks better than Frozen 2, which is a more, more recent animated film, or even the new, uh, is it Rayla? Rayla and the Last Dragon? I haven't seen it yet, but yeah, I, I from what I've seen from the trailers, I think this movie looks better than that. Uh, the story feels pretty rushed, though. Although I will give the movie credit, the source material is rather limited. It's all, the book's only like maybe like twenty pages, maybe maybe a little bit more. But so some things are added, like the stuff with the mayor, and he's old. Well, mayor's not uh, is in the book, I think. But this is kids and JoJo, who's his only son, and the stuff about his lineage being mayors, and then every little detail in mostly in Whoville and with characters that are in the main plot with Horton. Those are added. And, you know, overall, I will still say, like, for what they added, I didn't think anything was dumb. Like, I liked I liked all the ads, uh, additions to it. Uh, it's just, it's not a very long movie. So most movies, you'd, uh, at least animated movies, can be around, like, hour and a half, at the most two hours. This one clocks in at about, like, an hour and 10, 15 minutes. The credits are super long. I don't know why. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a really short movie for the cast and the, the studio. It just, feel, it, just, it just feels really short. But at the same time, rushed. So other parts, I feel they got more attention than needed to. They could have spent more time with the story. Like there's a scene where Horton uh, loses the clover. And they spend like, I think it's like, like eight minutes. Just him walking around looking for the clover. I come to shorten to like four minutes and add a little bit like a little bit more to some other parts uh specifically i would say more the building up of the of the villains uh so the karen of the characters uh kangaroo she's the biggest bitch uh in this movie <laughs> so she hates she just hates horton she hates how she is very much if you can't see it feel it or hear it it doesn't exist and horton's the only one that can hear the who's at the time and he's like nah man there's people on this on this spec she's like the fuck there are and so that's basically her whole arc. She just wants to make people uh, hate him. Which, you know, the the scene where she convinces the other woodland creatures to go against Horton, I think is really smart compared to other uh, story, like children's stories. Because ironically, it kind of emulates like social justice to where like you don't need all the facts. You just need to feel passionate and you need to feel empowered by this some sort of like you feel as though you're higher than who you're like trying to get <laughs> so i like the scene because like the son's like what are you doing mom she's like you need to shut your mouth back in the pouch so i think that part is kind of interesting and i'd like i think at least if you don't want to watch the whole movie you should watch that scene i think it's interesting to how much it mirrors uh the way politics are in this generation especially this decade so I, th I think it's pretty interesting it's also not just social warriors it's mainly just the political landscape but that was the quickest one I could think of but I really the tone is a little over the place um, there are like what I mean by that is that randomly you'll just get this like outrageous scene like there's there's a scene where Horn I can't remember exactly where in the movie it is but he, he's walking, all the, obviously, to the mountain to find a safe place for the spec. And they have, like, this, like, anime-type parody. And it kind of just feels jarring and out of nowhere. And there's a lot of scenes like that in this movie. And I kind of wish, like, either stick with that tone 
or either stick with the tone that Horton and the villains seem to want to point. It's like you don't always have to agree with what someone believes in or thinks as long as like they're not hurting anyone and it's not really doing anything you shouldn't have to worry and that's kind of what they hint at with with horton in this movie but then they have those really jarring moments where i'm like that kind of takes away from like the obvious message you want people to take away from the movie so i think if that was like either pick one or the other or only lower the weird tone a little bit like i do like the anime scene i think it's funny but just in total context of the story it's jarring uh, so the jokes, uh, like I was just stating, are either really funny, or I should say pretty funny, or they aren't funny at all. So basically, when I was sitting through this whole film, I either was like, <laughs> that's, that's funny, or I was like, what was the point of that joke? Which I feel like mo- this is how most people view movies in terms of how they joke. But this one, I feel sometimes the jokes are more not funny than funny, which is weird because a lot of them come from Jim Carrey. And Jim Carrey is uh, extremely well known for his comedy and his comedy movies. And I will say, like, the jokes that are funny keep the movie up and entertaining. But there are just, like, those little jokes that aren't funny that are just kind of, like, sprinkled through the whole movie. Kind of just ruin, or I should say lower, the comedy bar for the movie. I think the more adult jokes are funnier than the little kid jokes because it's obvious that two different people wrote the jokes where the, like one was like it's funny to ki- for kids and adults like Shrek Shrek is a great example of having comedy that's funny to kids and funny to adults you can make a joke that's funny for a little kid and they're like haha face value joke but then adults who know more context about what the joke is about find it just as funny as the kid because they get the point of the joke. They have some of those jokes like that in Horton Years of Who. And then they have like little stupid little kid jokes. So I kind of wish it was more like Shrek and less like little kid. Um, but yeah, I overall did enjoy the movie and the animation's cool. Voice acting's great. And some of the jokes are really funny. But it, it, it doesn't really do anything that you haven't necessarily seen before. Like, if you've seen even, like, the Lorax, it's a similar tone and feel to the movie. So it's something that's, like, crazy different. Um, I will say it, the performances make it feel much more entertaining than, I guess you would say, at face value. Um, so I'm going to give this a rating uh, 6 out of 10. It's a slightly above-average film. Uh, it's fun to watch. It's a great movie you can watch with your kids. And it's not super long. So if you're not really like, you're like, if this, like the way that the, I describe the jokes and stuff, it's not super long. So even if you don't like, you're not a huge fan of the movie and you want to give it a try, even if you don't like it, it's not going to be like, it's not going to take forever. And then the movie doesn't drag. So I have to give it that little bit of a buff because you don't have... Any of the negatives don't really feel that long that I have for the movie. So, 6 out of 10, solidly above average film. Uh, I hope you enjoyed today's episode, and have a good day.